the Internet's philosophy of open communication permits us to express ourselves freely, but it also leaves us immensely vulnerable. Criminals depend on the cyber world to conduct their illegal activities just as industriously as legitimate businesses and ethical people do. Unfortunately, the illegal and unethical use of cyber technology has made your job more complicated. Knowing what types of activities are the most vulnerable will help you in your efforts to protect yourself, your employees, and your clients. In this episode, we explore and discover the very traits that make cyber technology so valuable is also its biggest flaw, and that is the lack of boundaries. Everyone relies on cyber technology these days, even if they are not aware of it. Traditionalists who swear they will never buy a smartphone in favor of keeping their rotary dial phones still use cyber technology. Sure, they do not have an email address, and they have not purchased a text or data package for their less-than-smart phone, but they might be just as vulnerable as you are. In some cases, they may actually be more vulnerable than you are because they believe, mistakenly, they are impervious to the nefarious deeds of cyber criminals and identity thieves. How can someone who does not own a computer, smartphone, or other electronic device be susceptible to cybercrime? For example, your Aunt Bessie may have no problem driving her car to the real estate agent's office to negotiate the sale of her old Victorian home. She may not have any problems talking with the real estate agent on her ancient rotary dial telephone, either. But real estate agents and others who buy and sell property collect an enormous amount of personal financial information not only from their clients, but also from the individuals and businesses seeking to do business with them. Any employee of the buyer-seller wishing to steal information or anyone who can hack into the computer system of the buyer or seller will hit the jackpot. Also, your mother may not own a single electronic device, but chances are she has a bank account. Even if she refuses to use an ATM machine or a debit card, chances are she has a credit card in her name. Anyone viewing a single one of your mother's checks will immediately gain possession of her name, address, and bank account number. This acquisition opens the door to endless possibilities for committing cybercrime and identity theft. Think about the number of people who might have access to a check your mother mails to an electric company. The postal service employee who picks up the mail at her house. The postal service employees handling the envelope while the clerk is en route to an electric company. The electric company employees who retrieve the mail from the post office, open the mail, distribute the mail, process the check, and then deposit the check at the bank. The bank employees who process and pay the check. Or, the bank employees who process and pay the check. We have already established that your granddad does not own a cell phone, a credit card, or debit card, or even a television. He does not trust the banks, so he deals strictly in cash, which he keeps in a safe that has been cemented to the floor of his basement. However, when your granddad visits the doctor for his annual wellness visit, he will be required to present his Medicare card to the receptionist in the doctor's office. This is often canned and a copy retained in records, while new cards are being issued without the social security number. Existing cardholders still list the full legal name and social security number as part of the Medicare number, which must be carried at all times in the event 
emergency services are ever needed. The new cards use a unique, randomly assigned number called a Medicare Beneficiary Identifier to replace the SSN-based health insurance claim number. Anyone with access to the records at the doctor's office, either legally or illegally, can acquire your grandfather's protected health information and through it, his personal, identifiable financial information. We really do rely on technology. Few of us think about or even remember mimeograph machines, telephones with rotary dials, or conducting research with the assistance of all 32 books of the Encyclopedia Britannica. In the insurance industry, commercial lines underwriters no longer update their manuals by replacing dozens of sheets of paper in an oversized three-ring binder. Life insurance agents no longer ask applicants a series of health-related questions. Instead, we depend upon our carriers to update their underwriting guidelines and rate manuals online and ask the Medical Information Bureau to provide insurers with our clients' medical histories electronically. In some respects, being an insurance agent is so much easier today than it was in the past. We no longer use rate cards and calculators to develop insurance premium quotes or conduct physical inspections of real property to verify its existence. Computers do the work for us. Processing complex mathematical calculations in milliseconds and only taking a moment to pull up a satellite image of a building on Google Earth. We communicate instantly with underwriters, claim representatives, and our clients via email and smartphones. We submit insurance applications electronically, either by entering data and e-signatures directly onto a website or by transmitting documents via fax or email. We make premium payments online and banking transactions via smartphone. When traveling for business, we take our laptops, tablets, and other devices with us to avoid any lack of productivity and manage to get work completed in airports, the backseat of taxis, and our hotel rooms. This audio program on who uses cyber technology was brought to you by the subject matter experts at AD Banker & Company, the nation's leading insurance continuing education provider who is dedicated to providing education to insurance producers and their staff, which is both interesting and helpful as they build their careers and agencies. Courses expanding on this topic of cybersecurity are available at adbanker.com. Thank you for listening.